Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. This, of course, is your hometown radio station in cowboy country right there in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia, wherever you are hearing this broadcast. We're so glad that you've joined with us today. We thank God for our listeners from other states right here in the United States. We thank God for our other listeners that are listening by computer anywhere in the world that you are receiving this broadcast. And if you've come to our website and you've downloaded this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus, we're so glad that you are with us today. We're so happy to be part of the broadcast family on a radio station that we can recommend as family friendly. Amen. And you can't find a lot of media that you can say that about today. But this is a family friendly radio station. And this is a hometown radio station. And this is the kind of radio station that is very unique in that it's playing classic country music and classic gospel music. And uh, we're just glad to recommend uh, to anyone this radio station, WMAF. And uh, if you have an opportunity right there in Madison to drop them a line, give them a call, and thank them uh, just for being there. Uh, We used to have a station like that here in the Tampa Bay area in Plant City, Florida, and uh, it finally went off of the air. And when it did, there's still uh, a a vacuum (laughs) that, that has never been filled by any of the big, powerful pop channels around. There's nothing like a hometown radio station uh, to uh, to relate to uh, in a personal way. And we thank God for WMAF today. And we thank God for the fellow ministers that their live church services are broadcast right there in Madison on WMAF. And we're glad that, uh, that they have caught the vision of the media and how far-reaching uh, it can it can take their words of hope and comfort and consolation and counsel from the Word of God. And we're just glad to be part of the great company around the world that is publishing God's Word and sending the gospel to all who will hear it and all who will heed it today. Praise God. So, God bless you for being part of our listening family today. And if you have your Bibles, if you would open them to John's Gospel, chapter 10, we're talking about still the Good Shepherd knows my name. The Good Shepherd knows my name. And it's all about the blessedness of belonging to God. And let's read it together in John 10. If you want to read the full context, read all the way to the 16th verse. But let's begin with verse 1 down to verse 3. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth in not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, is the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and he leadeth them out. Make no mistake about it. God knows you personally today. And God cares for you as a Christian individually and personally today. 
He knows your name. In fact, He said that the Father knows every hair on your head is numbered. He's that intimately acquainted with you. You may feel like God is aloof and in His heaven, so far above you and so far uh, detached from anything that may be touching your life uh, that He couldn't possibly understand and He couldn't possibly care for you uh, like the Bible says that He does. But here is what Jesus is saying to us today. He knows your name. He knows you intimately. He knows you personally. You know, there's a scripture that said, For God so loved the world, the whole fallen world and everyone in it, that He gave His only begotten Son. And someone has suggested that you take your name and put it where the world, because you are part, I am part of this fallen world. We are part of those who need a Savior and who need someone who would come for us and do what Jesus did in our behalf. My name is Robert. My name is also Bobby. <laughs> and, and some call me Bob. The Lord knows me by name. You know, there's something that we miss sometimes, I believe, in the intimacy and the personal part of the gospel because there's a scripture Jesus is knocking on the door of a church actually of Laodicea but he knocks on the heart door and only a person that hears his voice see he doesn't just knock on the door he calls us by name when God calls you to salvation you will know it he will call Tony he will call Tim he will call Janice he will call John. He will call Sharon. He will call you by name. You will know it is a personal call. It's not just a general call, even though His call is to everyone in the world. But when He comes to you, He will come personally. And the Bible said, No man comes except my Father draw him. And I am convinced that God is drawing individuals, people like you and like He did me all around the world because it's not His will, according to the Scripture, that any perish, but that all have eternal life. Even if you're not a Christian today, God knows your name. He knows you intimately. He knows you personally. And He loves you. And He loves you. For God so loves Thomas that He gave His only begotten Son. For God so loved Bobby. He gave His only begotten Son. For God so loved Pamela. Janice, He gave His only begotten Son. That if Bobby would believe on Him, if Robert would believe on Him, if Janice would believe on Him, she or he might have eternal life. Praise God. God loves you today. He knows you intimately and He knows you personally. That's why if you're a Christian today and you're part of His family and part of His fold, as we see the analogy between the shepherd and the sheep, you can, you can have such confidence when you pray and when you're going through trouble and tumult and crisis in your life. You know, the Scripture said we don't have a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. See, no one understands you 
like Jesus because no one knows you like Jesus. And when you come to Him, He knows exactly how to address your need. He knows how to help you. He knows how to deliver you. He knows how to encourage you today. Praise God. So the Bible said because of that, because of that knowledge, intimate, personal, concern for you, let us come boldly. That means with courage and confidence before the throne of grace that we might obtain what God has promised to grant to us. And that is mercy and grace to help in the time of any need. Therefore, because He knows my name, I have no reason to fear. If you don't know Christ as your Savior today, you have every reason to fear the judgment to come. You have every reason to fear of what's going to happen after you draw your last breath if you don't know that you belong to Him. But if you come to Christ as your Savior, become part of His royal family and part of His fold, the Good Shepherd knows your name. And the Bible went on to say in the context of of our teaching today in John's Gospel that the Good Shepherd lays down His life for the sheep. That's an incredible portion of this Scripture. Because normally it's the sheep that's being offered as a sacrifice, a sin sacrifice, a lamb for the shepherd rather than the shepherd being offered for the sheep. This is the core of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the songwriter said it best when he wrote the song and said, Who am I that a king would bleed and die for? Who am I that he would say, Not my will thine for? The answer I may never know why he ever loved me so, that to an old rugged cross he would go. For who am I? Well, I'll tell you who you are biblically. You are someone that God loved enough to give His Son for. You are someone that God loves enough, that Christ loved enough to give His life for. For the Good Shepherd lays down His life for His sheep. The Bible said the hireling fleeth when the wolf comes. He's not going to risk his life for the sheep. Ah, the thief come but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give you life. I've come to give it to you more abundantly. And because He knows my name today, I have no reason to fear. Now we want to seek the parallel to this shepherd analogy out of Psalm 23. I'm going to read verse 4 today. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. You see today, friend, fear dominates the emotional makeup of our entire world. It's reported that the newspaper counselor Ann Landers, when she was alive, received an average of 10,000 letters each month, and nearly all of them from people burdened with problems. She would ask if there was any one of them which predominates throughout the letters she receives. And her reply was, the one problem above all others seems to be fear. People are afraid of losing their health, their wealth, their loved ones. People are afraid of life itself. There is fear on every hand. 
Some fear violence and some fear cancer and others fear failures as a student, a spouse, a parent, a disciple. And we could go on and on. Many are afraid of terrorism now and war. But the Bible said in the Old Covenant, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there are fearful things all around us. But I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Jeremiah 2, listen to this. It said, they did not ask, verse 6, rather, Jeremiah 2, verse 6, they did not ask, where is the Lord who brought us up out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness, through a land of deserts and rifts, a land of drought and darkness, and in the footnote of this word darkness in the Hebrew, it simply says the shadow of death. A land of drought and the shadow of death, a land where no one travels and no one lives. It is interesting to note that David in verse 1 through 3 in Psalm 23 is talking about God. But in verse 4, he begins to talk to God, declaring his trust and his dependency. Our text teaches us that there will be times in life when we will have to walk through a dark, gloomy, dangerous valley. Not necessarily death itself, but some dark tunnel through which we cannot see the way. David said, when those times come, God will be with us, and He will comfort us with His rod and His staff. And the promise of the presence of God, no matter what you and I face, no matter how dark and deep the valley or dangerous the circumstance, the promise of the presence of God. I won't fear this because my shepherd king, who is keeping me and taking care of me and guiding me and leading me and protecting me, he is with me. You see, that's why Jesus said in the emphatic, I will never, no, never leave you nor forsake you. See, the hireling flees when dangerous situations arrive. But the good shepherd is willing to lay down his life. Not only as a sacrifice on the cross so we could be saved, but to dedicate, commit himself to our care and our security and our safety. Praise God. I'll tell you the presence of God. When you sense God's presence with you in that time of trouble, when you acknowledge that you are not walking through that valley alone, and you discover who is with you, and you discover that they are there precisely and specifically to protect you and provide for you. Praise God. Amen. Fear just has to flee. That's why David said, Yea, though I go through this situation, the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid, because thou art with me, and your rod and your staff do comfort me. The psalmist uses terms that are not familiar to people in the 21st century. He speaks of the shepherd's rod and staff and how they comfort him. First, that the shepherd is present with me. 
And He's with me to help me. He's with me to protect me. To He's with me to care for me. Amen. I don't have to just take care of myself. Again, Philip Keller, the shepherd, helps us to understand. And he says, I quote, In the Middle East, the shepherd carries only a rod and staff. Some of my most vivid boyhood recollections are those of watching the African herdsmen shepherding their flock with only a long, slender stick and rough, knobbed carry in their hands. These are the common and universal pieces of equipment for the primitive shepherd. Each shepherd boy, from the time he starts to tend his father's flock, takes special pride in the selection of a rod and staff exactly suited to his own size and strength. In a sense, the staff, more than any other item of his personal equipment, identifies the shepherd as a shepherd. No one in any other profession carries a shepherd's staff. It is uniquely an instrument used for the care and management of sheep, and only sheep. It will not do for cattle or horses or hogs. It's designed, shaped, and adapted, especially for the needs of sheep. And it is used only for their benefit. Praise God. And that's why David said, This rod and this staff comfort me. The word comfort is an interesting word in the Bible. It means with strength in the Hebrew. To comfort means to give strength to. To comfort by increasing the power. The psalmist was persuaded that God would strengthen him and stimulate him so as to enable him to do whatever needed to be done. Paul reiterates that in the New Testament. He said, I can do all things only through Christ which strengtheneth me. He's not saying by virtue of my own faith and my own ingenuity, my own ability, my own spirituality, my own faith or faithfulness, but only through Christ. Amen. He's acknowledging what David is acknowledging. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me, empower me, strengthen me. Paul called this watch care of the shepherd grace in the New Testament. Hallelujah. Something that comes from God to someone who is in need and looks to God for it. Praise God. And receives it from His hand. I'm comforted in fearful circumstances because my shepherd king carries a rod and a staff. The shepherd's rod, many times the Bible speaks of the fact that God will cause His sheep to pass under the rod. In David's time, the sheep passed one at a time under the shepherd's rod on entering or leaving the fold so they might be counted. In the evening, the shepherd would bring his sheep in from the pastures to the sheepfold where the sheep could rest. The sheep, the shepherd, therefore, would lead his flock to the door of the sheepfold and then one by one and name by name. He would tap each of them with his rod and count them off as they entered the sheepfold. If there was one sheep missing, the shepherd was made aware of it so that immediately he might go out in search 
of that wayward or injured or lost sheep. In the morning, the shepherd would come down to the sheepfold. The keeper of the sheepfold would open the door. The shepherd would call his sheep out by name, tapping them with his rod as they came out, and make certain that all of them left the fold to follow him to the pasture. By this accurate individual count, every evening and morning, the shepherd could determine when a sheep was missing. You know, the Bible said that that he's such a good shepherd. If he's missing one sheep, he will go out and he will look for it until he finds it. He won't look and in frustration say, well, they should have stayed with the flock. Well, they shouldn't have got so close to the cliff. Well, they good enough for them. And you've heard the terms. You've all heard the terms. If you can't run with the big dogs, stay on the porch. If you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen. I want you to know if your faith has wavered, if you have had those weak times in your life and you have faltered, Oh, I love that great song. Amen. About the Good Shepherd's desire to help weak people like you and like me. And like the great Apostle Paul who said, When I am weak, then am I made strong. Because if I am having a problem and I am under pressure and I am am having this time of crisis in my life, He's coming for me. He is going to lift me up. He is going to make sure that I am not destroyed, discouraged to the point of giving in or giving up. And He discovered the strength and power of grace. In effect, Thy rod and Thy staff do comfort me. A sheep could fall into the water while drinking, and the shepherd's staff with the crook in the end, would grab him by the neck and pull him back, keep him from drowning. He could fall uh, into a cliff below and the shepherd's staff could, could grab hold of him and help him to pull him back up. Amen. And the sheep began to get a keen awareness that he was being kept by one who loved him and had everything necessary to help him in any trouble that he may find himself in. And when we discover the sufficiency of God's grace, we'll be able to say with David of old, (laughs) Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because I know you are with me. And thy rod and thy staff do comfort me. That rod... That shepherd's rod, if a wolf came near the sheep, he would take that rod and throw it and and hit that wolf. And the wolf would be so surprised by the pain and pressure that it suddenly hit him. Many times he would run off. The shepherd would run and get that rod and stand with that rod to defend the sheep and beat that wolf or beat whatever it was that came to try to harm the sheep. And friend of mine, because the sheep knew I'm guarded by a good shepherd, (laughs) I'm not going to be afraid. I know their eyes watching me. I know they're predators that want to harm me. But I know I have a shepherd king who is watching over me, guarding me from those who want to do me harm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me thy rod 
and thy staff, they do comfort me. Praise God. The shepherd's staff was the symbol of the shepherd's constant care. The flock was led out of the sheepfold. The shepherd's staff was used to guide them. The shepherd would lift up his staff and point, and by means of the pointing staff, the sheep knew the path of safety to get to the greenest pasture and the best water. A sheep keeps its head close to the ground, and because it has poor eyesight, it cannot see very far ahead. But if it can see the shepherd's staff lifted and silhouetted against the sky, it knows the direction in which to go. If we will follow the guidance of our living Lord, we will never fall over a precipice to death and destruction. We will never fall into the pits of evil, for He leads us only in paths of righteousness that lead to the right destination. Friend of mine, His rod and His staff comfort us today. The staff was used as a means, as I said, of rescuing a fallen sheep. The sheep would fall into a pit or slide down a bank and be utterly helpless to escape. And all of us will find ourselves in circumstances that we cannot deliver ourselves from. And, and, and when those times come, we can rejoice to know that in that time, our Lord will come and use the staff of His Word, the staff of a Christian friend or some other staff. But that staff will take hold of us and lift us back to safety. The rod and staff comfort us even because His discipline is an expression of His great love and His deliverance because of His great love. His diligence is because of His great love. God knows you by name and He cares for you intimately and He cares for you personally. Praise God. Friend of mine, I want you to know today, we don't just serve a God sitting aloof in His heaven, unconcerned and detached from you and your circumstance, but a God who knows you by name and a God who has committed Himself to give His Son in your behalf and a Son, a Savior, Jesus Christ, His only begotten, who gave Himself on the cross, the shepherd, the good shepherd, King, lays down His life for the sheep so that every one of us can become part of His fold. You know what Jesus said about being in His fold? If you keep your trust in God, your faith in Christ, hallelujah, the Bible said, No man shall pluck those sheep out of My hand, for the Father that gave them Me is greater than them all. Greater is He, make no mistake about it today, that is in you and with you than He that is in this world. There is victory in Jesus for you today, regardless of your circumstance, because the Good Shepherd knows your name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We used to sing it back in, in, in the older days of church uh, worship services. There's a new name written down for me in heaven, and it's mine. I know it's mine. Not only does He know our name, He's going to give us a new name because He never deals with us in an impersonal way, but always in an individual 
and personal way. Make no mistake about it. God knows you today. He loves you today. He, I believe, if you don't know Him as your Savior, is knocking on your heart's door and calling you by name to come to Christ and to be saved today. Because it simply says in Revelation chapter 3, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice, it's often overlooked that second part of this sentence. He doesn't just knock. He calls you by name. And I believe He's speaking to someone right now in this listening audience. And He's calling you by name. And He's saying, Kenneth, come to me. Open the door. Repent of your sin. Receive my forgiveness, my pardon. He's saying to Kathy right now, Kathy, open that door. Don't keep it closed to me. Kathy, I love you. I gave myself for you. Repent of your sin and let me pardon you. And let me bring you into my sheepfold and care for you through your journey here and throughout all eternity. Ah, friend, isn't it good to know that God knows you by name today? Christian today, take courage. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Let His rod and His staff and His presence comfort you today. He will not fail you. (laughs) And He will not let you fall. Will you come back next week? And let's continue to talk about Jesus.